0: happy friday i am your host for this christmas filled episode kyle dasher clifford
1: and i'm your co-host and it is my favorite month of the year we have spooky movie month in october and now we have christmas movie month but i'm cassidy there it is there it is and
0: this is date Date Night. night Thank you for just launching right into Spooky Movie (laughs) Month and Christmas Month. So that's actually, I didn't even think about to talk about that, but we can talk about that. Mm -hmm. In the month of October, we didn't really do it this month, Mm -hmm. or this year, mainly because we were doing it for the podcast, so we got to watch enough horror movies. But every October we do Spooky Movie Month. I get to pick horror movies all month and Cass has to watch them Mm -hmm. and she can't tell me no. We didn't really do that this year, but uh, December... The day this episode comes out is the start of Christmas movie month, which is where Cass gets to pick all the Christmas movies that we watch, and every movie we watch has to be a Christmas movie, uh, and that starts today. So I'm hoping maybe we have a little bit of leeway with that, uh, because surprise, surprise, Christmas is like my least favorite movie genre. I I don't like a lot of Christmas movies. I really don't.
1: And I love them. You do.
0: You do. Later on, we will be doing a Christmas movie draft, and you'll have the leg up on me on that one, yes. because I don't have a good gauge on like what a good Christmas movie is to people, mainly because I don't like just about any of them. Mm-hmm. The one we're talking about today is one of the few that I actually really enjoy. Most Rankin and Bass movies I really enjoy. <laughs> and so I think uh, I think that'll be an interesting draft we have coming up. Which, by the way, let's real quickly talk about how you beat me in the Adam Sandler draft. We never yes. talked about this. We never addressed this. I won. Cass won. And that's some bullshit. <laughs> let me tell you that. I didn't have the most confidence in my team. We fired the general manager. We're going to have a new one for the Christmas draft. But I definitely didn't think you'd beat me as bad as you did. You beat me by over 30%. Yeah. Like, like it was just embarrassing.
1: You know your horror. I know my comedy. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I feel like, I feel like Adam Sandler, I, I feel like I had some really solid picks in there. I really did. I was but bummed. You
1: pick for yourself. I pick for the audience. Yeah, saying. that is. Crazy. See, that's
0: that's not what's gonna happen this Christmas draft. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start doing some research and figure out which which of these movies uh, people like the most, so I can get the dub on that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our date night. We didn't really do anything this weekend, mainly because we haven't had like a down weekend in a month or two, yeah. like two months probably at this point, and. No plans, so I was like, I I kind of was like, can we please just keep it low-key and do pretty much nothing this weekend, because between uh, the last two months and the upcoming month, we are going to just be right out straight. Busy, busy, busy. busy. It's the
1: holiday season! Yeah, we're
0: entering the holiday season, and it gets so busy around that time, just between like, friends and family, and, you know, extended family, and just seeing everything, and working, and so, we didn't really do anything this week, and I'm okay with that. We just had a relaxing day yesterday, we watched a couple movies, which wasn't even, like, the plan. I was just going to, like, hang out all day and do whatever. And Drew are like, let's watch these movies. And so I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, we ended up watching Leo. We watched Bottoms. And what was like la- Oh, The Little Rascals.
1: Little Rascals. Kyle had never seen The Little Rascals. Yeah, you know,
0: which is true. And so I felt like I had to. And you brought that up, I was like, I feel like I don't really have a choice. I haven't seen this movie. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies that, like, everybody has seen. Yeah. And I feel like you kind um, of, you, you have yeah, to watch another it. Another
1: movie I need to get him to watch that he's never seen. Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: I have ne- That's like a sin. That yeah. is a sin to a lot of people. Colin, uh, I don't know if he knows I haven't seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but yeah. that's one of his favorite movies. He fucking loves that movie. <laughs> and I've just never... I've never sat down to watch it. I don't know why. I've had plenty of chances. I owned it growing up on VHS, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like my parents did, but just never got around to it. Is there any movie that's like super popular that you haven't gotten around oh. to watching yet that that you feel like you should?
1: I've never seen Dirty Dancing
0: You've never seen Dirty Dancing? Okay, okay, that's crazy. I'm not a big Dirty Dancing fan, because it's one of those movies that my mom used to make us watch, like, all the time. So I've seen it probably ten times, and that's plenty, but you definitely have to watch it. I've
1: also never seen The Notebook.
0: I've never seen The Notebook either, personally. Which
1: I feel like is a huge one for, like,
0: you know, what? You girlies. Know, if you remember, uh, audience, dear listener, uh, if you remember... We talked about doing a movie where we watch it separately and come together and with our notes instead of watching it together, and I think we just found our movie. The Notebook? Neither of us have seen it, and it's really popular, so I feel like that's the perfect choice.
1: Yeah. Works we way. might have
0: to watch that separately. We should do that for Valentine's Month.
1: <laughs> Valentine's
0: is getting its own month uh, in February for us. We're going to do only oh God, only romantic perfect. movies. I know. You're going to love it. <laughs> only romantic movies. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, waste no more time and just jump into the synopsis. Now. On Sunday, December 4th, Burl Ives again tells the exciting new story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on the General Electric Fantasy Hour. The date, Sunday, December 4th. Join Rudolph in a trip to the Island of Misfit Toys. Meet Yukon Cornelius, the funniest prospector of the North. And
1: Zeus, the Bumble Snow Monster of the North strikes again.
0: I don't think this one should be very hard, mainly because pretty straightforward. We are covering Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964, the classic Rudolph, the definitive Rudolph in my opinion. So Cass, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. How are you feeling about this? Good. Yeah, I, I, I would assume you're feeling good. This is, a, this is a pretty easy one. Are you ready? In three, two, go.
1: A, rain, ra- a reindeer with a deformity gets shunned by all of his friends and family in the town. So he runs away. And then, while he's run away, Christmas almost gets ruined when it's foggy and they can't fly. And so then he comes home. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing or distracting me. And so then he comes home and he saves Christmas with his deformity.
0: You had six seconds there. <laughs> that was awful, bro. I feel like every time you have to do the synopsis this game, you fumble at the start of your sentence. And then I, I have do. to fight so hard I not do. to laugh at you. And then you have to fight not to laugh back. Because I could literally see your wheel spinning of like, do I restart? Do I ask for re- if I can restart? I get so
1: nervous. And you just,
0: it's like, your eyes start to like twirl, bro. It's so funny. <laughs> that was god I awful. So but you nailed, mo- you nailed most of the points. <laughs> I like that you also said he had a dis- he was disfigured or deformity. whatever deformity. Deformity, <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ!
0: Oh my God! Yeah. All right. So this is this is the Letterbox synopsis. Are you ready for this? Because you yeah. better buckle up. Sam the Snowman tells us the story of a young red-nosed reindeer who, after being ousted from the reindeer games because of his glowing nose, teams up with Hermie, an elf who wants to be a dentist, and Yukon Cornelius, the prospector. That's one sentence by the way. They run into the abominable snowman and find a whole island of misfit toys. Rudolph vows to see if he can get Santa to help the toys and he goes back to the North Pole on Christmas Eve. But Santa's sleigh is fogged in. But when Santa looks over Rudolph and his very bright I- and he gets a very bright idea. Dot dot dot. That's the end.
1: That's extra.
0: That's too much. Just sing the song. They literally <laughs> sang the song, essentially. That's Rudolph too with much. your nose so bright. Like, I mean, they literally just sang the song. In I the, mean, I feel like
1: Hermes and Cornelius and the Abominable Swamp. Small... They're side characters.
0: It's just so much extra. They don't need to be mentioned. This isn't the Rudolph and Co. This isn't <laughs> a Rudolph and Gang. This isn't Cornelius and Co. This is just. This Rudolph, the red-nosed, Rudolph yeah. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The
1: Red-Nosed Reindeer. We don't care about these side characters. Just I mean, they're great side no, characters. No, we care about them. They don't need their own fucking <laughs> sentence. They don't Absolutely need to be in the synopsis. Hermie's barely in this thing. It's about Rudolph.
0: Yeah, Her- <laughs> Yukon and Hermie literally have like six lines between the two of them. Yeah. And they're in the, they're in the <laughs> movie a bunch, but they really don't do or say anything all that much. Uh, which, by the way, spoiler alert, two of those characters... Are up for debate about which one I'm going to pick for my MVP. Really? Yeah. I love you, Connor. <laughs> Hermie. Hermie grew on me this year. I usually hate him. I think he's a little <laughs> twit, But for some reason this year, I was like, all right, I dig it. I but get it.
1: You were appalled when they...
0: Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. I'm not... <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Trust me. But yeah, I feel like that is just such an extra synopsis. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, it's extra. This is too much.
1: Too much. <laughs> so is mine better? <laughs>
0: It's more concise. I appreciate how short it was and that the first sentence didn't take up 12 lines of text. He runs away. Then he comes back. You skipped a lot in there, but I mean, you basically got it done. So the next thing I want to talk about is just sort of like why I picked this movie. Mm -hmm. And then we'll dive into our Rudolph talk. And for me, I don't know about you, but for me, when my parents bought this on, I mean, I remember my parents bringing this home on VHS when I was like eight or nine and being blown away. By not just like the animation style, because the animation style is great. I wanted to put my mouth on all the toys for some reason. I was like, I want to feel the felt inside of my mouth, (laughs) and I don't know why. But that was my first reaction when I watched this. Intrusive thought. Like I want, yeah, intrusive thought, right? Like when you made popcorn earlier, and I wanted to flip it over. Yes. I want to drink out of
1: a glass straw. Yes. Bite it. I wanted
0: to bite hermy's head in half because it felt (laughs) like it would like pop like clay, and I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, I, I just I fell in love with it. I loved it then. I still love it now. And it feels like a Christmas tradition that we watch this every year, Mm -hmm. but I realized I haven't watched this this version of Rudolph in probably three or four years now. Really? Yeah. And I love the Rankin and Bass animation and Mm -hmm. all of their Christmas specials. So I was like really appalled to find out that like I hadn't seen this in so long. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's a lot different than I remember.
1: (laughs) As an adult, this
0: is a lot different than when I was a kid.
1: I feel like that's happening for you a lot in this podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah. And this time it wasn't your fault for ruining it for me. It was my own fault.
1: You're just being reawoken.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel like I have this nostalgic thing where it's like, oh, I want her to show her all my favorite movies when I was younger. And then I rewatched them. and I'm like, that was ass, dude. <laughs> wow. Uh, do you remember anything about like the first time or any times you've ever seen this movie? Or have you even seen this movie before?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I used to watch it every year with my family, like on the day we'd set up the Christmas tree, we would watch like... In the Rain. background or something. Yeah, we'd watch like Rudolph and Frosty the Snowman and Mr. He, my third. Yeah, The Year That of Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Those are <laughs> those are
0: the perfect movies to put on the background when we're decorating. Yeah. Like, they really are. They're not sophisticated. You don't have to pay attention too much. Right. Like, you get the point. And you probably and seen the them a classics. billion times, so... We
1: yeah. also always watched um, the Charlie Brown... With the little tiny yep. Christmas tree, and they go tree. get the
0: tiny ass, awful looking Christmas tree. Yeah, he puts the ornament on it, and it falls over. Yeah, that was my dad's favorite. He used mm-hmm. to, so we never owned that. He physically recorded it on a VHS, <laughs> and he'd have to go through every Christmas, and he'd have to go through all of the VHSs that we had mm-hmm. that didn't have labels on them, and try to find which one it was. And I was like, just label it. And he was like, no, that takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, I was like all right, whatever, <laughs> make it a lot easier, but okay. <laughs> But yeah, so I feel like this is just a staple and everyone has seen this movie. At least at least once or in yeah. passing, you know what I, I mean? I
1: mean it's always on TV.
0: Yeah. Yes, this is one of those ABCs twenty-five days or whatever Christmas. Days of Christmas. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they like put that on all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I picked it. I just wanted like a piece of that nostalgia again. And yeah. I haven't seen it. It's in definitely forever. a nostalgia movie. Yeah, for sure. Let's go ahead and dive right into Rudolph then. Nice
1: day. Yup. For takeoff practice, I mean. Yep. I bet you'll be the best. Uh, I don't know. Something wrong with your nose. I mean, you talk kind of funny. What's so funny about the way I talk? Well, don't get angry. I don't mind. You don't? My name's Clarice. Hi. My name's Rudolph. Hi. Hi. So
0: the first thing that I want to bring up, because I already kind of talked about it, and it's just the intrusive thought of wanting to eat the stop animation uh, creations. <laughs> I just want to ask you, not would you eat them, <laughs> what but what do you... What
1: topic!
0: <laughs> wh- not would you eat them or would you want to bite them? I know that's a unique intrusive thought to me, but... <laughs> what do you think of stop animation as an animation style as a whole? Um... Listen, eight-year-old Kyle had problems with biting, all right?
1: (laughs) Okay. Stop motion animation.
0: Stop motion
1: animation.
0: I probably (laughs) cut that out because you were hacking, but I got to stop making you laugh so much. Yeah. You are dying over
1: there. Um, Stop motion animation is honestly super, super impressive.
0: Oh my God, it's so impressive. The amount
1: of patience to make something like that and just like the shot-by-shot frame is crazy.
0: Right. We kind of we sort of talked about that just because I said, look at Rudolph's tail in every scene. It moves like a yeah. hundred times. And it's like they had to actually stop and move that uh-huh. just the most minute amount and take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Crazy.
1: And so I think when you're watching a movie like this without really taking the time to think about how it's made, you're kind of like, oh, well, this, this this is kind of like a crappy movie. I agree. But then when you truly, truly think about how these movies are made... It it's just like, holy moly, yeah. these people are crazy.
0: <laughs> so stop motion as a whole, I watched a, I watched a movie called Mad God and it took 10 years to animate because it was stop motion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 10 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That to me is just like, you're driven by the cause. The art is so much more than just art to you. It is life and you just feel like you have to get this done in this specific way because there's so many easier ways you can do this. And so to do it in such a... Fashion that requires such a dedication and such a passion, mm-hmm. I feel it really speaks volumes to their drive to make the product. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you didn't know how long it took to like animate this thing, it would probably be shit. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it doesn't look, it looks, it, to me it looks great, but I can understand how people would see this and be like, why does it look so rough? And uh, without knowing stop animation as like a style, I could see uh, how, how people would just like brush it off. But I also think stop animation can be incredibly creepy. Uh, Coraline, I Mm -hmm. hate that movie with a passion, mainly because I find the stop animation to be truly horrific. Is there any example of a movie that you've seen the stop animation that you're just like, I don't like it because of that, or you won't watch it because it's stop animation.
1: Um, I'm trying to think of, there's a, this, I can't think of the name of the show show or the movie, but it's like these little clay people. Did you watch it the other day? The other day? Oh, the one you watched the other day um, with the guy that had autism.
0: Oh, Marion Max. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't like that. No. Yeah, you didn't like that at all. <laughs> That's what I mean by creepy. So the animation style can be incredibly creepy if they don't resemble mm-hmm. what we depict as like a normal person. I mean, they did. They had odd body shapes and they weren't, it was like the Uncanny Valley where you look at that and you're like, that could be a person, but I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little disturbing.
1: So I was just looking up how long it took to make Rudolph.
0: Oh, tell me, that's interesting. I Eighteen don't know. months. That's not nearly as long as I thought you were going no. to say.
1: Eighteen not, months. But to think about it, it is a it's fifty-five a, yeah, minute movie. If movie. that,
0: it's not very long. I think it's fifty-three minutes.
1: Yeah. No. If you, th- I was just when we were watching this movie, I was just thinking about the fact that they probably have like this is what I this is what I picture when I think of stop motion animation. I picture they just have a bunch of boxes with different scenes set up yeah, in them. Absolutely. And then they have these little tiny. Action figures. Mm-hmm. That's not the word for them. Mod- Model. Yeah. Whatever. These little tiny people creatures, and I just set them in these scenes, and I just picture that per- a person standing above the box, and they take a shot. They take a shot, and then he adjusts them just so slightly, yeah. and then take a shot, and they adjust them just so slightly. And I just like it's a weird thing to think about. Ever
0: so slightly. Do you remember the episode of I Carly where Spencer's doing that with the potato? Yeah. And he ruins it, and he's like, "Well, there goes like a year of work." Yes. Imagine that. Someone bumps the table and you have to restart. Right. Because you can't just pick up and just be like, all right, mm-hmm. we'll just start from it, point C. It, no, we have to start at point A again.
1: It probably takes a day for them to make a minute of film.
0: Oh, yeah. Film, yeah,
1: if, if not more.
0: Do you? I picture it as like a diorama, essentially. Like just a collection of dioramas and they just move these little clay figures in between yeah. each of them weird it's such a it's such a unique animation and i i love watching the background scenes on stuff like that because guillermo Guillermo del toro's pinocchio Mm -hmm. they did a lot of background work and you could check out uh, or behind the scenes work and they recorded a bunch of it and you can find it i'm pretty sure on netflix but they at one point had to make to give perspective they made it like a six foot pinocchio Mm -hmm. so they could have a scene with jiminy cricket or whatever his name is and I, it just blew me away because I always thought these things were so small. Mm-hmm. Like like they were like miniature. They were like, you know, inches tall. And yeah. instead, they're like the Pinocchio that they used mostly was like two feet or something like that.
1: But I feel like we were talking about the, the, this last night when I was talking about how these were all little t- miniature things. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one, they do appear like they are. They are, are very miniature.
0: miniature. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I do picture them as like just like, like normal little, like, sized clay figurines, like
1: th- four inch yeah. little figures. For
0: sure, for sure. But there, it's just so weird to look at the behind the scenes on that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if so they bizarre. have behind
1: the scenes on this movie. I highly doubt it. It is an old movie, <laughs> just because
0: of the years it came out. I'm sure maybe they do. Maybe they have like a documentary on Rankin and Bass because it's yeah. not like this was oh, the yeah. only movie they did. They made they were famous mm-hmm. for this animation style. Mm-hmm. They called it their own name. They had it. They called it uh Magic. Oh. It was stop motion animagic animation. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't bother to look up what that was because, uh, well, I did look it up. I couldn't retain <laughs> a single word of what they were saying. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is just in one ear, out the other. Uh-huh. But it was like their own style. So maybe they did. Who knows? But I mentioned earlier about part of it being just, you watch something as, you know, as an adult and you realize that it's not quite how you imagined it as a child. Yeah. And I need to bring this up. Okay. <laughs> First of all, Santa, a skinny legend in this. Right up until he leaves. Crazy. I totally forgot. He was stick figure, fat ass head. Mm-hmm. And then in one night, he gains all that weight because mama feeds him. Yeah. Right? Very bizarre. Uh, totally forgot about that. Was highly uncomfortable. Uh, but here's the main point of this. is Santa's a fucking asshole, and everybody around Rudolph is a dick. He was Every mean. single person. Why? Why is everyone in an ass?
1: He was cruel to Rudolph, and he was very mean and judgmental. Yeah. And, and you did not envision Santa Claus like that.
0: Who's his dad? Was that Rudolph's dad Donner or Dasher? Donner. Donner. She was like, how dare how you create this disfigured baby when yeah. I need a new leader for my sleigh? And it's like, you, sir, are basically forcing these reindeer to make babies and then getting mad at them when they don't come out exactly how you want them. What the fuck is that about? You know what I mean? And then have the audacity to, like, blame them and just be like, you guys suck. I hate you. And then he does, they do the whole song, the elves do the whole song for Santa. And he's like, uh-huh. it'll be better next time because this was not very good. Yeah. It's like, dude, what are you talking about?
1: He was just not so nice.
0: That's uh, Santa should be on the... He was so
1: mean to little Rudolph and Rudolph was a baby. Such an
0: asshole to him. And it's like, if Santa's checking the list, he needs to put himself on the naughty list. And you're just like, fuck this guy. He, yeah. He's awful. Who's there to put him on the naughty list? Who's double-checking him to make sure he's not just being right? an asshole to everybody? Because he is.
1: Right? Me and Kyle looked at each other at this movie and we're like, uh, Santa's a dick.
0: Yeah, like, problematic, bro. Like, you're an ass. HR needs to get involved with these yeah. little dudes. These little elves, man. Save their lives. Like, he's he's slave-driving them, too. You know what I mean? Right? It's crazy. Uh, but he's not the only one that's a dick. Literally everybody, after they find out Rudolph Rudolph's has a Rudolph's dad, nose, Donner?
1: Yeah. Awful to him.
0: Forces him to wear that cap on his nose.
1: And he can't breathe. He
0: can't breathe. And he's like, toughen up. Literally tells him to like, toughen up. You know what I mean? Just an old school, and a hard-nosed dad. And I feel like maybe at the time frame, this was just like a normal, they were like, this is just how everyone was. And everyone was a dick back then, okay? Uh-huh. Like, if that's how it was. They were
1: not accepting of people's differences.
0: No, I did not appreciate that. The only two that were, were his own mother and Clarice, you know what I mean?
1: Clarice, yes.
0: Clarice. Those are the only two that were like, even remote. And... Okay, we have to talk about Hermie real quick. I was going to move on, but real quick, Hermie. He pulls the Abominable Snowman's teeth out one by one, and everyone's like, he did it! Yay! This is a creature who has to eat to live, right? Mm-hmm. And you went into his house and pulled his teeth out individually one by one, you fucking psycho. <laughs> I'm not letting him anywhere near me. This dude wants to be a dentist. He's yanking teeth out of people's heads and being like, I did it! I'm a good guy! No, you're not, man!
1: Well... In the situation he was because the abominable snowman was trying to eat They
0: walked into his home. They went inside of his home and were like, we're going to eat. We're going to pull your teeth out now because you're trying to eat us. Dude, he wouldn't have tried to eat you if you left him the fuck alone. No, but
1: he had captured Clarice and the mom.
0: Survival of the fittest. They should have stayed home. (laughs) Remember what Donner said? This was man's work. (laughs) That's another thing. They were so sexist towards women. They were, they were like,
1: go home,
0: stay here, you go back to the cave. The women couldn't be alone with the boys. It was just very strange. Yeah. It was very strange. But uh, also when Rudolph, his best friend there, finds out he has a nose. Yeah. And they're just like... He
1: has a nose.
0: They, yeah, he has a glowing nose. They're like, what's wrong yeah. with you? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Dude. Like, like get all away from de-
1: my son.
0: All the deformities. It's like, that. there are some way yeah. worse ones out there he could have had. You know what I mean? Right. I just feel like everyone in this, it was a terrible representation of Santa and, like, what Santa stands for. Mm -hmm. And it was just bizarre, because as a kid, I loved it. It's like, Rudolph wants to help Santa, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because Santa is an abusive asshole, and he's trying to, like, appease his abuser, essentially. It's horrible. It is. It's horrible. For a movie that's basically, like, we gotta get everyone on the night, like, about, like, including people, I understand that they need to all be assholes. I get that. But Santa yeah santa has to be the one above all
1: right like i understand like the other reindeer being like oh my god but then santa should be like no like he's just special
0: right i can't even understand his dad being like it's a little freaky we should put something over that and the other yeah. kids being like oh my god it's scary you know mm-hmm. and not wanting to play with him mm-hmm. that's fine but santa has to come out and be like dude he's just one of us it's all good but instead he's like heathen cast him to the shadows.
1: Literally. Never again. I never want to see him again.
0: Yeah, like you're supposed to be the nicest dude on earth. Mm -hmm. You give the toys out. You decide who's nice and who's naughty. Mm -hmm. And you're out here being a little naughty.
1: Right, and you decide who's nice and who's naughty, not just based on their looks, Santa Claus. Good point.
0: Good point. The
1: ugly kids are nice, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's actually really fucked up, if you stop and think about it. We're going way too deep on a not-philosophical movie, but he's basically being like, you're ugly, you don't get toys. That's yeah. essentially what he's saying. Little creepy, Santa. Little creepy. Not the best representation of who Santa is. <laughs> no. Which is just... And
1: him being skinny, like, and then, because he's not eating, like, he's literally not eating. He starves himself, like, like all Claus year. And like... You need to eat Santa, and Santa needs to be holly, jolly, and plump. No, right. I'm kidding. no but I mean, honestly, because that's
0: how he is, and then this, is just way too skinny. He's
1: condoning eating disorders. He <laughs> yeah. binges before Christmas.
0: Technically speaking, he does because he doesn't eat. Remember, and yes, she's like, "Don't, she's don't you, to get you, to eat, eat. you gotta eat? Gotta eat." And he's like, "No, I can't." It's like, dude, you have to eat. That's, you are Santa. <laughs> you are a human being. That's
1: disordered eating, Santa.
0: Jesus. What was funny is when they brought the food out. You were like, "I wouldn't eat either if I was Santa." Why is all the food purple? It was. It never dawned on me, but the the color of clay or whatever they chose for the food was just purple. The and plate it was, like, was that purple. Ugly all the food as shit. was
1: purple. It all just was everything was purple.
0: Yeah. Overall, not not a good representation <laughs> of Santa in any way.
1: In today's society.
0: Even back, back then, dude. Back in
1: 1964, I feel like people did not pick apart this movie in the same sense that we do.
0: I don't think most people watch this movie and pick it apart in the sense that we do.
1: No, but that's our job, baby. No. That's fair. That's
0: fair. I do have to ask you, though, because we we talked about Clarice. Um, is there anyone more ride or die than Clarice in any movie ever? There's not.
1: <laughs> There's not. I she can't think of any right She spent five minutes
0: with Rudolph and was like... I don't care about your nose. I think it's pretty. And then her dad was like, get away from my daughter. And she's like, but I like him, dad. Mm -hmm. And so the dad's like, you know, being protective and like, get away from the freak. But she is so worried about him when she finds out he leaves Mm -hmm. that she waits for Donner to take off, goes and finds Rudolph's mom and is like, you and I will go find him. Yeah. And she does not like
1: that little reindeer, Clarice, does not give a rat's ass That every other reindeer will now look at her differently.
0: Yeah, I agree. She just
1: wants to be with Rudolph.
0: She just wants to be with Rudolph. She's just a good girl. Yes. Yeah. She cares about Rudolph for who he was. Because he didn't like... Because when he started jumping around, remember? And he's like Mm -hmm. flying through the air and everyone was really impressed. She did that. She knew... She fell in love with him before she even knew he could jump like that. Mm -hmm. She found out about the nose and was still in love with him. Mm -hmm. Like she's just ride or die. I literally in my head was like, okay, is there any other character I can think of
1: that cares this
0: much about another character? (laughs) And I could not think of someone who was like that ride or die. I
1: definitely can't off the top of my even head. even Rose like let this, Jack but...
0: die. Okay, so I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Clarice, Clarice is the goat. I had forgotten this was a musical. I really yes. did, and I am not a fan of musicals. <laughs> I, I apparently I've already I talk about how much I don't like things on this. I'm like I don't like musicals. I don't like stop motion if it's creepy. I don't like Christmas movies. Damn. But it's true. I'm not a big musical guy. And when I found out Leo, by the way, was a musical, I was like, oh mm-hmm. my fucking God, are you for real? <laughs> but at least this has better musical numbers than than uh, Leo. No! Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Get out of here. What out of these would say? Would you say are like your favorite musical numbers?
1: I love the Island of Misfit toys song. Fantastic, yes. I love that one. Fantastic. And then I just love the classic, Rudolph the Rennels, Rainy.
0: Would they even sing that in this? Oh, at the end. At the end. That's right. When he's like, actually, when Santa's decided he's not a freak, Mm -hmm. or he's at least a freak that he can use. Yeah. And he's like, come with me, Rudolph. No, uh, I think my favorite uh, is probably um, the Misfit song, not when they're on the Misfit of Island, not of the uh, Island for Misfit Toys, Mm -hmm. when they're back home and him and Hermie are singing it separately. Mm -hmm. And he wants to, Hermie wants to be a dentist. And Rudolph is, like, stomping through the snow, like, why am I such a misfit? That's mm-hmm. my favorite musical Why
1: movie. am I such yeah.
0: a misfit? <laughs> like, specifically Hermes, because his voice is so, like, whiny for some reason. It just fits so much better. Hermes up there for me, as favorite characters, But that's my favorite musical number. Uh-huh. My least favorite, to be honest? There's two of them. One of them makes sense. It's when the elves sing their song for Santa. Yeah. Santa was kind of right. It was awful. <laughs> He's a dick for saying it. But it was not good. I didn't like it. And also, like, the elves were, like, creepy with each other. Like, when the one of of the elves kept, like, hitting the other one with his feather, and so he took out a pair of scissors and just cuts that dude's feather off, Uh I was like, oh, God. They're just, like, (laughs) they're sociopaths. They don't care about anyone else. (laughs) Uh, But the one that bothered me the most is when the snowman, Sam, starts singing Silver and Gold,
1: Uh because
0: it makes the least amount of sense, right? The dude's narrating the story to us, and then... While he's narrating it, he reminds us that Yukon Cornelius really loves silver and gold. Mm -hmm. And so he stops narrating it to sing to us about silver and gold for a minute and a half. (laughs) And I was like, we just don't need this, Sam. Get back to your story. You're the worst storyteller I've ever heard. He also scares himself to the point where he has to stop telling the story. Like, dude, who are you, Stephen King? Like, you're scaring yourself (laughs) and have to stop? Get the fuck out of here, man. It was just...
1: Is that what he's talking
0: about? The abominable snowman? Yeah. The abominable snowman shows up and he's like, I can't look. And he like puts his hands up over his face and we fade into him like doing that. And mm-hmm. you're like, dog, you're the narrator.
1: Just <laughs> skip this part
0: then. I don't know. It just made no sense. Like in my head, I just could not wrap my, my head around being like, we must stop. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just weird. I didn't like that part at all. I didn't like Sam. I didn't, We didn't need a narrator. We could have just watched the story unfold as it was. <laughs> as it was. Sam as a whole, Sam the snowman is, is not someone I, I think we needed.
1: He's the first person mentioned in the synopsis on Letterbox, so clearly he was included. on what Letterbox.
0: Yeah. Also, thing is because he, if you look at who voices <clears throat> him, I'm pretty sure he's like the most famous dude out of all these people. Yeah, Pearl lives. Oh. That's why I feel like I feel, like, I feel like they literally only had him in this specific, like, had Sam in this level they could get Pearl Eyes.
1: Rudolph is voiced by a woman.
0: Yeah, that just surprised me though. No. Not really, because they do that even now. It's very common practice to have like young boys in TV, like animated young boys, played by women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Their voices just match up better, you know. Yeah. Was there anything else you want to talk about specifically about Rudolph? I feel like we shit on this movie and didn't talk about like enough about the nice stuff.
1: No, I do love. I do love what this movie portrays.
0: I think Rudolph has a character. I think Rudolph's arc is is really yeah. Well- like I mean. he
1: ends up like be like proving that. His talents are necessary for society.
0: You can't run away from your goddamn problems. Right. No matter how far you run, they're gonna follow you. And so he decides to go home. And I like that.
1: He's right. like, I'm gonna just
0: take the punch on the chin, dude. I'm gonna everyone's gonna make fun of my nose no matter where I go. Mm-hmm. So might as well go home and like take care of them and make sure they're okay. Right. And I like that. And I really do think that I loved him, Yukon, and Hermie hanging out. Like we didn't talk about them at all, but like I just loved their relationship. Like Yukon was so silly and fun, and he just adds such a fun dynamic Mm -hmm. to the group yeah but i think i think besides the animation and rudolph's story like i think it's just a it's just a fun quick watch too yeah fun quick watch to get you the season started (laughs) that's why i picked it because i think it's the perfect movie to start the season off with like it's easy it's fun it's harmless for the most part (laughs) and it gets the job done it gets you in the mood and i feel like we're both ready for christmas now
1: Oh, I've been ready for Christmas since October, baby.
0: Yeah. Oh, perfect. Since since November first. Yeah. At midnight, November first, you were like, "Take down Christmas! Halloween. Let's go Christmas." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's get into our uh, ratings and the letterbox reviews. Are you ready?
1: <laughs> You'll be a hero after this? Yes, a hero. That's my boy. Now you see how it's done.
0: All right, so I'm going to have you go first. I want you to give me your rating out of Red Noses. What are you going to give this?
1: I'm going to give this three Red Noses.
0: Three Red Noses. I'm going to give it three and a half Red Noses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really do love Rudolph. I think the animation is beautiful. I think a a couple of the songs are just fantastic. Mm -hmm. I also feel like, though, this is a fever dream, and everyone's an asshole. Like, I mean, when they go to the island of Misfit Toys, they're being lorded over by a half-lion, half-bird thing mm-hmm. and it's just strange and it just <laughs> you felt like... when
1: they go to the island of misfit toys kyle's like this is like a fever dream yeah it is
0: it feels like a fever dream because it's like what's happening right. what does this what is going on right now in the storyline <laughs> i didn't mind it it just it was very bizarre mm-hmm. uh and i think that everyone being an asshole just really sucks as a kid i would have given this a five stars
1: mm-hmm.
0: like now it's three and a half really yeah mainly because why is everyone an ass to get the point across. You know what I mean? Like, we get it. People don't like Rudolph.
1: I don't think this movie would ever be a five.
0: Really? No. I think it's okay. a good
1: classic movie. Like, it's a good classic movie, but I would never, like, it's definitely not at my top favorite Christmas movies.
0: It's probably my top ten favorite Christmas movies. Interesting. Yeah. But it's also, I think maybe it's because it's so short and easy to watch and, like, easy to through mm-hmm. for... So, who is your MVP of the movie?
1: Rudolph. Rudolph? Yeah. You wouldn't have this movie without Rudolph.
0: That's fair. I gotta go with Yukon.
1: <laughs> Rudolph would have been
0: you you Rudolph would have been eaten alive if it weren't for Yukon trying to save the day. Which by the way, they bashed the abominable snowman over the head three times with like icebergs and rocks. Fair enough. That's fine. You did your job, you saved Rudolph. And then they're like, Get the pliers, rip his teeth out. Which is just a bizarre like Yukon did it, Hermie. You don't need to take this extra step. UConn, well, they just
1: don't want him to ever come back and be a threat again.
0: They thoroughly trounced his ass. I don't think he's giving them any more problems. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it is what it is. So uh, would you like to know what Letterbox, what the Letterbox community has given this movie? Sure. Letterbox agrees with me. This is getting three and a half from the community. <laughs> so uh, there have been 127,000 people who have watched this. Mm-hmm. And 7.5 of them have rated it. Mm-hmm. and uh, Or have reviewed it. And uh, I think that's a glaring number right there. That means 120,000 people have watched this and decided, I don't need to write a review on it. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, it's a 55 minute, 52 minutes, actually. So, I mean, I get it. But it's just bizarre that that's such a huge gap. Yeah, but a 3.5. I think that's fair. Yeah. I really do. So, here are my five favorite reviews uh, from the movie. So, first up, we have Ethan, who gave it three and a half, and said, everyone in this is a piece of shit. (laughs) Ethan, we agree. Ethan
1: definitely watched this as an adult. Yeah, okay.
0: we agree, Ethan. Everyone in here is a piece of shit. Next up, we have Sizzy Busy. Sizzy Busy gave it four and a half stars and said minus half a star because Santa calls his wife Mama. Yeah, which we even talked about. And Papa. We talked about this. She you asked me. Papa. You were like, "Why does she call him Papa?" And I was like, "I think it was a thing they did in like the fifties. Yeah, that they called each other. But they Mama don't have and Papa. children. No, they have the elves though, and the and the reindeers." he abuses and Mrs. Claus just watches (laughs) happen. Uh, Rio, with an exclamation point. That's why I sound so excited. Rio gave it four and a half and said, I didn't know that reindeers were real animals until I was like 10.
1: What does that have to do with this movie? It doesn't. I just found it
0: fascinating that this person didn't know reindeers were real things Mm -hmm. until they were 10. When did you know reindeers were real?
1: Oh, I don't know. I feel like it was... You just
0: always knew, right?
1: No. Really? I don't think I always knew that reindeers were... I mean, obviously, I thought they were real when I thought Santa was real. Right, I got you. But then when I found out Santa wasn't real, I think I went a few years without thinking reindeers existed.
0: I believed in Santa longer than most people, I think, mainly because I knew reindeers were real. Mm -hmm. I was like, if they fucking exist, Santa exists. Like, there's just no way around that.
1: The only thing is reindeers don't actually
0: fly. Reindeers don't actually fly. I understand that now as an adult, but until I was like 12, I thought Santa was real. I think I believe, yeah.
1: yeah. Also
0: having a younger younger sibling, I really wanted to just believe too with her. I was like, if she believes, I need to believe, you know? So next up we have Maddie Flowers Sheehy, who gives it four and a half and says, Watching this as a kid, I was in love with how it looked like you could feel everything. The felted reindeer, the yarn of Cornelius's mustache, and the little curly knots of his beard. The actual bulb of a nose and the fluffy snow. Just magical work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think this is probably my favorite review because it really encapsulates why I think this movie's great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It feels real. Like it looks great. And I think that it truly does show just how great Rankin and Bass as a production company were at making these movies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Last but not least, I have Savannah. And this person gave it four stars saying, why is Santa an absolute douche in this? Yes, Savannah. He's a douche. I'm
1: well, not the only ones that see it.
0: When we were talking about it, I actually felt like maybe we were projecting potentially mm-hmm. onto this movie and being like, wow, we're really, they're really dicks, but they're just trying to hammer home mm-hmm. sort of the fact no one likes Rudolph. But whenever the, when other people started mentioning it in their reviews, I was like, okay, I got to pull a few of these so that way we don't seem like yeah. assholes. <laughs> Before we get into relationship advice, I actually wanted to, real quickly, rank the Rankin and Bass movies that I've seen. Yes, now, Rankin and Bass you, baby. has done a ton of movies. they produced a hell of a lot more than I thought that they had ever done. hmm And so I got a little exhausted looking through all of their lists <laughs> and, like, Googling which ones were which. So I only found, like, my favorite seven that I actually know for a fact are Rankin and Bass. Mm-hmm. So I'm only going to count down my seven, my top seven ranking of bass movies, right? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. I, well,
0: you were originally going to do this with me, but then we realized you maybe hadn't seen as many. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why Cass is actually going to sit this one up. But at number seven, I have Twas the Night Before Christmas. It's actually animated. It's like Drawn Out, uh, which is another, it's, it's uh, another movie on this list is the same. Uh, So it's not this stop motion and I think maybe that's why it loses a little bit of its like charm with me, but I did like it a lot growing up. I mean, I really Mm -hmm. liked it because it's about the family that has like a mouse or something in Mm -hmm. their house and the mouse's family is also sort of like the same as the family living in the house. Mm -hmm. It's very bizarre, Mm -hmm. but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Number six is Frosty the Snowman from 1969. Um, That's the animated, that's the other animated one on the list. Everything else after this is stop motion, Mm -hmm. but I've never been a huge Frosty guy for some reason i think it's a little creepy i think the snowman coming to life is bizarre i'm not a fan of it i've never been a fan of it but of all the frosted snowmans, this is the definitive one i feel like mm-hmm. so that's why it goes a little bit before twas the night before christmas cuz also does anyone is there other is there like another movie twas the night before was the, uh, was there another movie of <laughs> twas the night before christmas i don't know I don't think so. I think that's like the only one. You know what I mean? So for Rankin and Bass Frosty to be the definitive one is, is, you know, I guess it gives it a little edge. Number five is one that I loved a lot as a child. It's The Little Drummer Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the song, I realized, as I tried to watch through some of the movie. Um...
1: My dad loves the Little Drummer Boy song, too. It's
0: fantastic.
1: Why are we stumbling so bad over it? I don't
0: know. I don't know. We haven't talked a lot today. We've been really doing our own things. And I feel like at one point I fell asleep and didn't realize I was asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, woke up and my throat was dry. So I feel like maybe we're just not on the same, like, we're, we're just not mentally prepared to do a podcast. We've had a very low-key day. But here
1: we are. <laughs> here we are. But yeah, the
0: Little Drummer Boy song, I think, maybe has a little more pull on this because I didn't... Rewatching some of the scenes from this, I... I don't really remember it all that Mm -hmm. much, but the fucking song, man, That's all I need to know. I'm there, dog. You got me. You're number five. Uh, Number four, I have Rudolph's shiny new year. Now this is going to be controversial to some people, Mm -hmm. I think, because people hated this when it came out. I don't know why. And I I think maybe it's because Rudolph has to go save baby new year. Mm -hmm. It's just to travel to all these different islands, but each island that they travel to is its own time period. And Eon, a bird, only lives for one Eon. And if the baby New Year arrives, Eon will die. And so Rudolph has to save baby New Year from Eon. Very convoluted. Because they go to like three or four different time periods, but they're all different islands. It's bizarre. Very strange. But I fucking love it because baby New Year is goddamn cute as shit. (laughs) He is adorable. And Rudolph baby basically being like dad is great. I watch it I'll watch it over most uh, movies in general probably mm-hmm. I love this movie it's probably I wouldn't I would go as far as say this is probably like in my top 100 movies I genuinely like yeah. it but I also but I also know it's not actually a good movie so that's why <laughs> that's why it, if if it was well regarded I would probably have it higher but it's number four <laughs> number three is Rudolph obviously number two is Santa Claus is coming to town mm-hmm. mainly because of the one song uh, put one foot in front of the other and soon you're uh-huh. walking out the door. Gets me every time. It's just catchy as fuck. I mean, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I used to walk to the song because the the whole song is him learning how to walk essentially again. Mm -hmm. And so I started just doing the walk with them during the movie when I was a kid. Just a classic. An absolute classic. Plus, you don't see a lot of like Santa's life from beginning to end essentially. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't think he dies, but obviously, I don't think he dies, but just as a baby (laughs) to like present day 1970 or whenever it came out. Yeah. So I just feel like you don't get that a lot in movies and it's just a unique take. And also the mailman for some reason is the one narrating it, and I don't know why. That's a crazy choice, but I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> number one though, a year without Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Heat Miser is my dog.
1: I walk around
0: <laughs> all the time. I'll sing that song in the middle of September. I'll sing it in July. I'll sing it in February. I fucking love the Heat Miser <laughs> solely because of the Heat Miser. This gets number one. Mm-hmm. It's just such a catchy. You know the song. Yeah. I literally we because you were like, oh, which one's that? Because I was going through all the lists of the movies. And I was like, "Mr. Heatmiser," and you're like, "Oh, Mr. Heatmiser." So I played part of the song, and you were singing it too. It's just a catchy song. I feel like yeah. everyone's heard it. So those are that's my top seven ranking in bass. I'm not sure how other people will perceive that, but I gotta tell you, I gotta we don't be honest. care. I gotta <laughs> be honest. Uh, I don't care. But no, I will say that Rudolph Shining New Year would be number one if I didn't think, uh, if I didn't find it so embarrassing. I liked it so much. <laughs> Kyle. honestly honestly it is embarrassing I like it because it is not good <laughs> but it's just so it's just so like interesting and unique even if it is just clearly someone's acid trip mm-hmm. come to life uh, I enjoy it so I'm curious if you uh, have an opinion on Rudolph's shiny new year please let me know I'm actually eager to know <laughs> I'll probably read the reviews on it after this because I didn't and I should <laughs> so for our last segment here Cass is going to give us relationship advice the yeah. floor is yours mid-home
1: all right Relationship advice for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is love people for their differences because it it may end up being what you love the most about them.
0: Yeah, that's great. I agree. Our differences make us unique and we should celebrate them. Yeah. And we shouldn't judge others based on the size of their nose. Or, the, or color the color of their
1: nose. <laughs> or the
0: fact that their nose glows at all. Or if they have blonde hair and horns. We shouldn't... Like, they were... I just... You know, I'm going to go back to it. I think it's weird they didn't make fun of him.
1: <laughs>
0: because he obviously looks the most weird out of all of them. This just, like, pubes glued to his head. Right, like, the strange. rest of the
1: deer did not have they didn't,
0: they didn't. No one gave a damn. But Rudolph's nose... That's more practical. How is blonde hair going to help them on a foggy night? I'm just saying. <laughs> Love, love, we're, we're literally going against your relationship advice. <laughs> all right. Be nice to everybody, okay? Let's just say it that. Just be, be nice, nice to everybody. Like, there's no reason to be a dick. Except everyone's a little different and just, uh, that'll help you appreciate life a little more.
1: Especially you, Santa Claus. Yeah,
0: For real, dog. Santa, if you're listening, what the fuck is up, bro? What was up with you in the 60s, man? There's a whole different we Santa. We hope you've
1: changed, yeah. all right? We hope you've grown with the time, Santa. I'm
0: going to have to become a Krampus guy if Santa keeps his ways up. But uh, there you go. That's it. That's our podcast. That was unhinged. I'm not going to lie to you. That was was a bit of a weird episode. We couldn't talk. I feel like we coughed a lot. The dogs (laughs) were all over us. It was a weird episode. But it is what it is. We hope you enjoyed this. And that you will share us with a couple of your friends. Uh, You'll follow us on social media, and you'll rate us five stars, hopefully, with a winky face, and I'm going to bat my beautiful little eyelashes at you to please do that. Uh, So with that said, go ahead and watch a fucking Christmas movie.